0: Thank you. table talking. How are you guys?
1: Hello, and welcome to the Fox Foxworthy
0: Podcast. <laughs> Leaning in very close.
1: I'm Taylor Gaines.
0: And I'm Tyler Commons.
1: Ah, damn, I'm Levi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> I wanted to be
1: someone else.
0: Yeah, so we're back. We're going to talk about Survivor. This is a weird week, though, if anyone watched Survivor. I mean, even if you don't watch Survivor, you might have heard about the outing of Zeke Smith as a transgender man on Survivor this week. Man. And... I think because of that, and because it veered so far outside of the game itself, <clears throat> that we're not going to do a normal episode where we run through power rankings and give out social takeaways, because that just feels sort of inappropriate.
2: Even, even during our last get-together, we refused to take uh, picks for next week because we were just so taken aback by what happened.
0: I'm Taylor Gaines, by the way. Uh, Levi Bradford's back with us. That's he, me. He writes the theme song, or he wrote the theme song.
2: I'm going to write another one.
0: And he wants to, desperately. And Tyler Commons is here. He's always here. Woo! <laughs> so, I think because this is sort of a thorny issue, I think the way I want to start is just running through the episode. And feel free mm-hmm. to jump in at any point. I I went back and watched it again and wrote down a lot of the quotes
2: so we could make sure we present um, things correctly. If I may, um, could we all just quickly introduce our... Backgrounds with with the current issue that we're talking about because um, I think it's important to the discussion that we're having.
0: Yeah, I would say. I mean, <laughs> I guess I should say I'm a straight white guy, so Cisgendered. I don't have a lot to a lot of uh, stuff to add to this personally, but my yeah. in my experience, I am a journalist. I have interviewed a couple. I think two. I, I only really remember maybe one. I, I definitely have talked to a transgender. Person for a story that I did. Um, I think there was another one, but I'm blanking on what the context was. Point is, my experience with it basically is through that. I, I interviewed a guy once who was a transgender artist, and it was a big part of his artwork. So I wasn't really asking things. I think I don't think he wanted me to ask, but but that's about it for me. I, I mean, I think you. Well, I'll let Ty go because I think you probably have mm-hmm. the most experience with transgender issues out of the three of us
1: yeah so for me i don't have a whole lot of experience i think i kind of fall in the same category that sarah did when she was talking in tribal council she was like i come from a very conservative background i don't interact with people in the LGBTQ community <laughs> close pretty <We, we laughs> close <laughs> btq right yeah okay Very often, as obvious by what I just said. So, you know, like, I don't know um, how to handle these as well, but that's because I don't have much interaction with it.
0: And I think this has just become a big part of the popular culture over the last few years. So a lot of us are still learning how to deal with this. I can speak for journalists in particular. They've, in the last few years, just started to put out sort of guidelines for gender pronouns and, and how to properly write everything yeah, so we're the... we're still learning but i think this was a teachable moment kind of episode of tv but tell us tell us yeah. your background. Yeah. Here.
2: I mean i will say i'm also a journalist graduating in what 20 days from uf <laughs> um and the ap recently did put that's university the... of florida if you're unclear. Also ap is not university of florida. AP is the associated press. Right. Um and they recently put the singular they pronoun in their style book, um, which is a big leap forward. Um, So I think we're getting too in the weeds on journalism. (laughs) Um, I have a brother who is transgender. Um, He has had a pretty long struggle so far. Uh, I think this is three or four years of him um, struggling with his gender identity and coming to terms with himself and... I also come from a pretty conservative Christian background, but I have parents who have grown to understand the issue a lot, and um, it's just opened my heart a lot having a brother who's who's trans, because it really just puts into perspective anything that I see anyone doing that might negatively affect someone who's trans. While I'm not a trans man, I'm a, I'm very I'm white straight <laughs> cisgendered. I can put it into perspective of like if this were to happen to my brother, I'd be pissed. So Um, just let's be clear for people who are,
0: you know, as unfamiliar as any anybody mm -hmm. else might be. Your brother is transgender, means he was a girl at birth. uh, Yes,
2: born uh, born sexually female, um, and is uh, male gender. Trying to do testosterone, and eventually wants to get uh, full on surgery. Is he cool with you talking about this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because that's this is
0: the issue at hand that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to be be clear. He's very out and proud. Just follow him on Tumblr. You'll <laughs> find it pretty fast. And I mean, do you want to do you want to uh, plug him or anything? I I think so. I don't know. I mean, you all just this... said follow him on Tumblr, so
2: I don't. just am just asking. His name is Noah Bradford. His his Twitter is. Uh, three cheer, uh, cheers for three years. I think it's like My Chemical Romance reference. Search. I think we should be clear to maybe
0: explain to people the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity, just in
2: case. Um, well, for my brother, and I I am, from what I've learned from, for a lot of the LGBT community, um, gender and sexual orientation... Aren't really aligned in a person. Um, they don't necessarily depend on each other. So he is uh, male gendered. He's biologically sexually female, um, and at least until he gets the surgery. So I honestly don't know where he stands on me even calling him sexually female. But he is into girls. Assigned a female at birth. Yeah, absolutely. He's into girls. And that is pretty, is, isn't dependent upon his, uh, how he tries to present himself to the world.
0: So I want to talk briefly about the beginning of the episode before we get into the meat of this, because on rewatching it, I thought it was interesting, the way that the editing seemed to try to give Varner as much rope as possible, as far as sympathy. Yeah. Um, because even earlier in the episode, the other tribe had a discussion where they were all sort of breaking down Sierra was talking about being exhausted and not having eaten for a while and her, Aubrey, Sari and Brad had a really heartfelt conversation about what it's like to be on Survivor and to try to return back home and integrate into normal life and you know Aubrey was saying when you get home it's hard to explain what you've been through and people come up to you and they say you're different and you can't explain why to them Yeah, yeah. like it had echoes of you know what what you imagine war veterans saying coming mm. back from the front lines or something obviously it's nothing nearly as serious as that it's just a game for a million dollars which is i think is something we'll touch on a lot throughout this conversation yeah. but i thought it was interesting presenting that earlier on because it seemed like a way for the show to try to tell us hey these people are not in a great mindset right now and
2: they could do things they regret. It was a really good primer for what Jeff Varner said as his excuse later on. Because
0: right after that, mm-hmm. they cut to Varner at, well, after the immunity challenge, and he's just talking about feeling like he's on the bottom. And, you know, he, he they get back from the challenge. He wants to have one-on-one time with everybody. And what was ominous re-watching it was how many moments there were from Zeke and from him building up to it. There was a quote from Zeke, I would love nothing more than to keep Varner in the game. I like him a hell of a lot as a person. Don't know that he likes him a hell of a lot as
2: a person anymore. I I know for a fact he doesn't.
1: Probably not so much. I think we were reading the uh, reporter article and he was like, I I don't know if I can uh, forgive him 100% or something along those lines. And
0: knowing what happens, this gets even more ominous. Some of the quotes from before Tribal uh if you don't know somehow then you'll have to come back and listen to this part again but varner in his confessional interview was said if i'm going home tonight i'm going to cut them all out at the knees and then it cuts to him talking to andrea and he says zeke's not being truthful there's something about zeke nobody knows then it cuts back to his confessional and he says i feel like i know something about zeke that nobody else has picked up on it's insignificant to this game it means nothing but this is not the guy you think he is there's something else here If I have to go to tribal tonight and raise mortal hell, I'm going to do it. I'm not going quietly off this island. And then what was really interesting, to further my point about the editors trying to sort of soften the blow for Jeff as best they could, it cuts to him telling Sarah and Andrea that Zeke has like a secret alliance with Ozzy or something. And they get really angry. And Sarah's like, I'm... What was the word she used? She, I'm irate. I'm irate. <laughs> and, and, like, Andrew's like, I'm angry. And Sarah's like, no, I'm irate. And they call... One of them calls him a coward at... Calls Zeke a coward at some point. Mm-hmm. And then you go straight into tribal, which even... At, you, it's interesting watching it again, like I'm saying, because they cut to Varn You know how they show everybody's faces as they're sitting down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Varner's the last face they show, and they play, like, this really heavy piano chord, like, and it's like... And you just know something's going to happen. And what's interesting is he opens the tribal by saying, listen, Jeff, I'm on the bottom. Jeff Probst, obviously. I'll call him Varner and Probst Jeff from now on, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. He sits down. He says, I'm on the bottom. I'm next. I know I'm going home tonight. And he did. (laughs) But probably not for the reason that he expected. And now I'm going to take you through. I I, I wrote this down in detail. So I'm going to take you through step by step what happened when Varner outed Zeke here because it started off pretty simple he sits up he's trying to mix things up he says it was revealed to me how little I knew about what was going on here at Camp Nuku. they're not six strong because I've been arguing all day long about voting on Ozzy there's a secret alliance between Zeke and Ozzy and then everybody says there's deception (laughs) going on right here and you guys are the victims of it get ready for that word to come back a few times I am proposing tonight. Vote for Ozzy. There is deception here, and as he's saying this, Debbie says, "That's good." Like sh- she's almost convinced. She's on his side. So she's on board. This is what's interesting. Watching again from strictly a game perspective, is he made a good argument and could have left it? He could have left it. I don't know if it would have saved him, but he could have left it there and have made a decent impact. But then, <laughs> he keeps going. And this was where Debbie actually helped the editors show that they didn't cut too much out. I know there have been... I've read a couple interviews that Varner mentions that they cut out Zeke saying, I'm not deceiving anyone. There's no deception here. And apparently that's when he goes, there is deception here. Deception on levels, Jeff, that these guys don't even understand. There's more. And then Probst goes, continue. And he turns... he. This is how it's presented. He instantly turns to Zeke and says, Why haven't you told anyone you're transgender? And the reactions were the reactions were strong. Mm -hmm. Sarah turns around and looks at him, confused. Ty puts his hand over his mouth and starts to tear up. Ozzie looks stunned. I mean, Zeke, I'll talk about Zeke in a minute. But Zeke looked like he was on an island, as Jeff said. And then Andrea instantly starts crying and yelling. And Varner goes, what I'm showing is a deception. And Andrea's like, that's personal. You didn't have to do that. And she says it like that. Like, she sounds like she's crying. And then Ty's like, that is so wrong for you to bring that up. And Varner says, I'm not using it as anything negative. And they all start, that has nothing to do with the game. It's personal. That's not deception. And then it just kind of devolves from there. And it's worth pointing out because this is the image I can't get out of my head from the last few days is Zeke just looks, I mean, maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Levi, but he looks like he's struggled his whole life with coming into his true identity, the the way that he feels he's meant to be. And, he's instantly ripped back to being a child and being uncomfortable and afraid and alone and the look on his face is so evocative
2: that it's just it hurts to see and it's hard for me to get out of my head yeah I'm I'm never gonna get that look out of my head his what Jeff said was actually really really perfect and poetic at the time um because Jeff Probst Jeff Probst after after railing on Varner for a hot second Jeff is like now look at look at Zeke Zeke is usually the most engaged human being here and he looks like an island unto himself. So before I keep going with the chronology here, tell me
0: why using the word deception is such a dangerous thing to do when talking about transgender people.
2: Well, as I think Zeke has said several times, it presents a basic misunderstanding of being trans and being trans is never like... Of course, it's never, like, tricking people, trying to deceive people. That doesn't even really make any sense with, like, the problem that's presented. It really... ah, uh, The problem isn't so much that he said, like, this is a deception. That's a huge problem. The problem is that he outed someone for something that has consequences beyond the game. Jeff took the game too far. Um, And the I guess using the word deception presents a basic misunderstanding of being trans. I
0: think it also is just a logically flawed argument, almost, Mm -hmm. to think that him not telling people is a form of deception within the game. Because I'm trying to think of a parallel example, like... Actually,
2: there is a better. There is a better parallel. <laughs> Go. Last season, um, what was his name? The winner of last season, Adam. 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 Adam's mom. This, if if Jeff's logic plays out, then Adam is the sleaziest player because he hid his his mom's cancer till the very end. And while there, it actually is debatable whether or not Adam wisely held that off until the end. So, Adam use Adam held that information back, um, until he was sure that like, I need to pull out all the stops. I need to let everyone know why I'm here. Um, and it it wasn't deception. It was his strategic use of truth, I guess.
0: So moving on though, Varner, oh, oh
2: sorry, oh, go ahead.
1: A, yeah, I think I think one of the problems with labeling it deception and calling him a deceiver is, and we sort of talked about this the other night when we were preparing for this podcast, that. That labels him one thing, and you immediately take away Zeke, this great survivor who we've loved for two seasons. You know, it robs right. him of the identity of Zeke as being a great player, and it reduces him to Zeke being, oh, well, he's the transgender guy out
2: here. Right. It also, it also alludes that, that the, his truth isn't that he is male. But the truth is that he is female and he's telling everyone he's male. Like, it insinuates that... Right. That's... that's yeah. I think that's there's probably some falsity. the word deception... Yeah. I
0: think we'll, we'll table that for a second because we are going to talk about that. But Varner instantly goes into, like, self-defense 101 when you say something you didn't... You, you instantly realize you maybe shouldn't have said it. Because mm-hmm. he, the first thing he says is, I argue for the rights of transgender people every day. You sound like Donald Trump that entire time. It just sounds like when someone's called a racist and they're like, I have tons of black yeah. friends. Black people love me. <laughs> and But then he... I mean, you can see the stem of the root of this. He says, I'm arguing for my life and I feel like I have to throw everything at the wall. And of course, everyone reacts poorly to that because it was such a personal thing. And... You know, Then he sort of doubles down. Someone asks him, what was your goal? And he says, to show the deception, it reveals the ability to deceive. And then Ozzy starts saying, Jeff, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're playing with people's lives. And Zeke is still sort of taken aback. He says something to the effect of, like, wow, you know, I thought me and Varner connected today. And, like, I gave him a heads up. And then Varner really starts... It's starting to sink in. He says... this is another self-defense one-on-one thing. The community around me knows me. Like, my friends know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not this horrible monster. And honestly, like, I'll be honest. I don't think he's a horrible monster. I think everybody does regrettable things. I just think he did something
2: really regrettable in a really big stage. Right. I, I think that to label anyone as a pure monster is reductionist. and doesn't really get you anywhere. But his... Action is that of like a serious problem. And um, then he brings up, I thought he was out and
0: loud and proud about it, and it's like that's a huge logical fall in his argument, just on every level. Right. Because, because how did he find it? It's out? like well, and also if you think he's out and loud and proud about it, why would you present it as a deceptive yeah, thing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think someone brought that up in tribal council, like the like calling his own logic out. Right. And then Jeff starts asking Ty and Andrea how they're feeling before he gets to Zeke, and you can really see it start to weigh on Varner. He starts putting his head in his hands and bending over, and Jeff points out to him, like, you told millions of people this. (laughs) And we'll talk about that at the end, because that's a different discussion about this being on TV at all. And then this is where Zeke starts talking, and this speaks to what Ty was just alluding to, which... I would also say is a really good representation of how strong and maturely, how strongly and maturely Zeke handled this, given how hard it must have been at the moment. But he goes on this monologue. I'm just going to read it because I think it's worthwhile. It was a beautiful monologue. He says, I stopped telling people because when people know that about you, that's sort of who you are. There are questions people ask. It overwhelms everything else that they know about you. And Jeff cuts in and says, you're no longer Zeke. And Zeke says, yeah, you're the trans person. I didn't want to be the trans Survivor player. I wanted to be Zeke the Survivor player. I'm prepared to talk about it, but... (laughs) And this was probably the most impressive moment to me just for how aware he still was of everything that's going on around him. He says, I'm prepared to talk about it, but, you know, metamorphosis is the word of the episode because it was the word that the winning immunity challenge team had to spell. And he said, I feel like I've seen such a metamorphosis of myself over the past 50 days I've been on these two seasons. I I don't know if the scared kid who hit the mat on Millennials vs. Gen X could be as calm as I am right now, but I've started two fires with just bamboo. I've won challenges. I've been part of Blindsides. I've been part of all kinds of crazy stuff and I'm a changed, stronger, better man today than I was then. And he turns to Varner and says, Varner, it's really not cool what you did, but I'm fine. <laughs> and I was blown away by that personally. And I think it really speaks to what Ty was just alluding to, which is the reason why you don't bring it up. And I think this is a bigger point that I wanted to make. I was actually talking about this with my parents today and this is what was really interesting about this episode as a conversation starter and we'll talk about the effect it might have had when we get to Sarah's comment in a minute but I think the other in general whether it's I mean because like it or not or I mean we're three straight white guys sitting around a table but straight white guys are like the norm right and no one identifies you as like a white guy, right? Right. They identify you as like something more specific, like a journalist or journalist or whatever. Or but like often and I'm not saying this is always true, but oftentimes in popular culture you'll find that in other respects it'll be like, oh, it's the black guy, it's the gay guy, the um, token
2: one person. Right,
0: the like the the token per- like it's always Sunny in Philadelphia has the episode in its first season where they just want to have a black friend in the group and that's sort of the fear right that Zeke's talking about is if everyone knew he was trans especially going on a show where oftentimes you're defined by this one perception shaping of you that the editors do he would just be known as the trans survivor and I think it's really beautiful and I'll read Sarah's monologue in a minute too but I think it's really beautiful that we got to know Zeke as Zeke before all of this happened
2: yeah i think his his goal of keeping it from the world so that he could be known as zeke the survivor player i think he did it um up until this point he did it so well
1: mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how varner knew but like i had mm-hmm. no idea i've watched zeke for two seasons now and i love zeke as one of my favorite players and like i had no clue and now i don't i know it's I feel like I'm going to view him differently, even though I don't want to. Right. You know, and I think that's the issue with culture. And like, that's the issue with me. Like now I'm going to see Zeke and always wonder. And that's not the right way it should be, but that's kind of the way it still is. Right. And that's the, that's the start of,
2: um, addressing the biases we all have is just saying like they're here now, how do we work through the long, hard struggle of, Fixing them, of making so they're not there anymore.
0: And I think the way this happened allows us to sort of understand part of the work we have to do, which is you have to realize it's just a part of a person. It's everyone should be granted the same complexity and just lay different layers that that you know. Yeah, like ogres,
2: <laughs> like ogres, or like onions, onions, like onions. Onions had layers. Here, let me read Sarah's.
0: Thing because I think it, pretty, then, it sums
2: up what we're trying to say. And then we'll get to the, the script of Shrek, right? Just reading through that whole thing. Of oh, Shrek? Donkey! Yeah. <laughs> so she says,
0: So Farner's trying to apologize again and she's shaking her head. So Prop's being as aware as he always is, Whoa, boy. Yeah, wait, wait. We're going to go back. That was our bread cooking. Propes being aware as he always is, turns to her and says, What's, like, you're still shaking your head. What's going on? And she says, that's not me. That was a malicious attack, what he did. I don't treat people that way. And then, this is the good part here. So she says, I'm just thankful that I got to know Zeke for who Zeke is. I've been with him for the last 18 days, and he's, like, super kick-ass. I'm from the Midwest, and I come from a very conservative background, so it's not very diverse when it comes to gay and lesbian and transgender and things like that. (laughs) I enjoy that wording. So... I'm not exposed to it as much as most of these people are and the fact that I can love this guy so much and it doesn't change anything for me it makes me realize that I've grown huge as a person Of course we want to come away with the million dollars but the metamorphosis that I've even made as a person that I didn't realize until this minute is invaluable and I'm sorry it came out that way but I'm glad it did and I'm so glad that I got to know you for Zeke and not what you were afraid of us knowing you as and I'll never look at you that way and I think that's just the effort we have to make, right? It's just... We talked about s briefly at the end of last week's podcast. It's just realizing that everybody has as deep and complex lives as John B. Macklemore. <laughs> that there's all this stuff going on. Well, John B. Macklemore. <laughs> Maybe everyone is not as much of an inherent contradiction as John B. Macklemore, But I think that's sort of the, the biggest takeaway with all the ugliness taken out,
2: right? Right, I think one of the most interesting things you tell us every season that we watch Survivor is that CBS is the most watched uh, station on TV and it is largely white old people. And I think Sarah's monologue was like very important for putting into perspective how most of, not most of, I don't know those stats, but lots of CBS viewers are going to view this. And it, it, As you were saying with your parents before, it allowed people... And this wasn't even intentional on Survivor's part, but I think it allowed people to look at this and say, like, oh, I don't want to be a monster like I clearly saw Jeff Varner being, so I can latch on to what Sarah is saying and say, well, hey, I don't want to look at this person any differently. Like, who cares whether I agree with them, whether if I had a child I would let them, like, have a sex change or whatever... The important part for these, uh for these largely white cisgender, uh this white cisgender population, is going to be being able to say, I don't want to treat these people any differently. I don't want to see them any differently. I want to know them for who they are, for their their name, not for their gender, their sexual orientation. I want to know Zeke is Zeke, and not the trans survivor.
0: And hats off to Zeke for. He said, I'm. You know, I, I don't think I'm anyone who should be a role model, but if this helps someone who's a fan of this show, then maybe this there is a greater good from this. And, <laughs> like, I can accept that. And I we're going to talk about the airing of this in just a second, but I feel like I do want to say, even if you feel like it's wrong to be gay or to be transgender, I still think That a lot of times, and I think I've seen this within Christian community you people villainize that more than their own problems because I think even if you look at them all it all is sin per se then you're still elevating that above your own sin for some reason and I think we should all still be more loving and accepting of each other and
2: just making that effort to right to, to work with each other right mm. any any sin that you find in someone else if you're finding it in them and calling them out for it is inherent you're inherently saying it's more important than my own sin to deal with which... I'll definitely
0: quote this wrong but you know the thing where it's like you point at what is it you point at the needle and someone or what the, is the thing the, the stake in the eye what the, is that the, what is the that spec, line
2: the speck in your neighbor's eye would have a plank in your own eye right thank mm-hmm. you yeah. thank you uh, no problem esp <laughs> translation
0: so Bible. let's talk about the aftermath because i actually just found out today that the aftermath is still going ongoing i, I mean obviously they've had about nine months to prepare for this and work on this and CBS paid for therapy for Zeke and Varner. Uh, wow, I Zeke didn't know that. and Varner have expressed that they talked on the phone with each other several times leading up to this. But they both seemed aware that it being aired was actually going to be the moment when they could start healing. Because they had to relive it all. I just read, pretty much on the way over here, that Varner lost his job from this. I'm trying to pull up the... Uh, yeah, when did he, he lose his job? I think Thursday his real estate firm in North Carolina put out a statement saying they didn't want to have to deal with all the negative press that was going to come from it and fired him. Especially because I guess North Carolina just overturned the bathroom transgender right. law. Right.
2: It's mm-hmm. a big issue there. I mean, it's a big issue everywhere, but...
0: Now, the one thing I want to talk about too Zeke this is the one post game quote I wanted to read from Zeke because like we said he seems to be handling this very well but he said it was hard to see me hug him that night and tell him that it was going to be okay but it it was important for me to show that he had not cowed me that whatever shots he meant to take at me he missed that I was the stronger man and he was the one weeping and I thought that was a pointed gosh darn and and kind of powerful image,
2: but... Yeah, me and me and Jordan were talking about this uh, just the other day when you were leaving your house. Queen Jordan, Levi's wife. Um, Queen she's Jordan, not, she's not here. survivor winner extraordinaire, owner of a Survivor buff, a cooker of bread. Um, <laughs> we were talking about how Zeke, in, in some quote, uh, in some interview, said that he can't is having a hard time like fully forgiving Varner he's basically said he's gonna have to I
0: I think his exact quote is I wish him the best I just think I wish him the best
2: from afar it was uh the strongest way of Zeke saying if you are in the transgender community and someone wrongs you especially like this To be the better person, you don't have to ignore it and you don't have to let it go and you don't have to just say everything's okay because sometimes everything is not okay. And Zeke is being the bigger person by far and still dealing with it and still saying this matters and this hurts and I'm not going to just ignore that. And Zeke is actually being, I think Zeke is being an incredible role model, but we'll have to see what the reaction is from uh, the trans community, from my brother, from other people who have better perspective on it.
1: And I think this opportunity and maybe I 'm going big picture too fast, but I think just opening the door to, like us we've talked about this a few times, three straight white males having this conversation, I don't think we would have had this conversation unprompted, right, you know, two weeks ago. I don't think we would have sat and made a podcast and talked about this, you know? So I think just the fact, and the fact that Zeke did handle this as well as he did, and he is a strong role model, a strong standard for like a positive way to respond when you're wronged, because a lot of people turn and fight, which Varner tried to do, you know, he's making excuses, but Zeke was like, no, I don't have to fight. Like, it doesn't matter. It was wrong, but I'm still going to hug you
0: we'll just touch on this briefly, I think what you're saying is important given everything that's happened in our country in the last year too, I think there are new issues we're learning to deal with and there are old issues that are bubbling back up to the surface and I think what you just said is the most important thing that we just need to have conversations with each other and this goes back to the main point we're talking about, is we need to have conversations with each other and look at each other as human beings because the otherness is not even just with, like, minorities or disadvantaged communities anymore. Sometimes the otherness now is, oh, a Trump voter, oh, a Hillary voter, and then that's a new box, and I'm not saying that that is the same necessarily, but it is the same in the context of we should look at
2: all of each other as humans and have conversations with each other. Or else we're not going to get anywhere. Even Varner, who is himself a gay man, who is a part of the LGBT community, participated in this mindset of someone is the other. Someone is defined by something um, such as their gender. I want to talk briefly, before we go,
0: about whether CBS should have aired this. Mm -hmm. There's been a limited amount of reporting from... TV trade people. It seems like some people people are just skeptical. I, I think This is what Zeke said on a TV the next morning. He said, I love Survivor, and I was drawn to apply because of the integrity in the storytelling. When I first applied, I didn't tell casting that I was trans. That was developed later in our relationship, and I had a chat with Jeff Probst in which we agreed, if, how, and when I'm going to talk about this part of my life, it's going to be up to me as opposed to being outed by a fellow contestant being the exception. But in the aftermath of being outed, I've been granted unprecedented autonomy in how I wanted to tell my story. We started having conversations all the way back in Fiji nine months ago about the care with which this episode was going to be handled. I came to Jeff and asked if I could write a personal essay about what happened, and he immediately said yes. And I was really proud of how I responded, and I wanted the world to see how much I'd grown, and I also thought, By showing what happened, maybe it wouldn't happen to someone else and something good could come out of it. So it's a little unclear whether he could have said, I don't want this to be on TV.
2: Right, right. It's it's unclear what autonomy meant. Yeah, because
0: he does say unprecedented autonomy and he does say it's going to be up to me is the conversation they
1: had. Uh, But doesn't he say barring being outed by a fellow contestant? Exception, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And, And then the statement from cbs was basically we talked with zeke we talked with glad which is an lgbt organization stands for gay and lesbian alliance against defamation and they their statement says they discussed the issue of how zeke would tell his story from his first season through the current edition we have always been guided by the principle that this is his story to tell and it remains so so the statements seem to vaguely imply that they gave him control over what was going to happen, but I don't know. I still kind of feel a little dirty about having watched it as, I mean, we didn't know right. this was going to happen. We've watched a lot of Survivor and never would have expected this to happen, but it does feel a little weird to know that this was like entertainment.
2: Right, right. I I, I think Survivor has done a pretty good job the past two seasons of, of explicitly stating like we, we are entertainment, but we are going to take on issues that matter to more people um such as adam's mom having cancer um i think they handled that in a very that's an easy one. way
0: that's an easy one compared to this almost yeah because nobody likes cancer and but yeah no i think this is going to overshadow the rest of the season i would think i, I don't it's going to be hard to just watch an episode next week Right. And pretend like the game matters. They have a. It's pretty... sort of like on November ninth when you had to like you turn on a TV show just to like get your mind off things, and you're like, why?
1: Why are we doing this? But in a weird way, <laughs> is that giving too much thought to this? Like. It always right. needs to be there, but then like Zeke's like, I don't want to be defined as the trans survivor player. So right. now every time we see him, no, you're right. If that's where our mind goes, just, aren't we feeding yeah. into and, the and negative stereotype? Should that we combating?
2: Should we not be a part of the force saying like, I'm not going to think of him like that? Should we not?
0: That's not what I. That's it? not what I mean. I mean, you're right that I, I am sort of doing that, but I'm. I'm just saying when things like this happen, it makes me feel bad about like, enjoying trivial, distracting things. Right. Because I'm like, I feel like I should be doing more important things all the time with my life. Like, we sit and we just BS about Survivor every week, and then, like, all of a sudden we're like, what's... We have to talk about this for 45 minutes, and, like, we didn't even want to talk about power rankings or anything this week, because it just felt disingenuous. Just pretend like this didn't happen. But you're right. I, I mean, we don't... Like, we've said this a million times in this hour or whatever, but you know, it's nice that we got to know Zeke as Zeke already because right. I think Sarah speaks for a lot of people that,
2: you know, and I, and I think it helps us, um, in our perspective from here on out because we already know Zeke, we already know who he is without knowing that he's trans. And I think that gives us some sort of, uh, some sort of ability to just look at him how we've always looked at him. We know what it feels like just to know who Zeke is and just to think of him in one certain way. Um, that's the way he's always wanted us to think of him. So, let's just do that from here on out. I think we'll leave it there. I think this is hopefully an interesting conversation. It'll probably be
0: interesting to look back on in like five years. Yeah. But hopefully we learn something. You know what? I just want people, go out, say hi to somebody. Have a conversation with somebody. Diversify your friend group. <laughs> well, but don't do it just to do it. That's but, not what I'm saying. But thanks for sticking with us. We'll try to have a hopefully a normal episode next week, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I I think the show has a lot of work to do. Yeah. even to like follow this up cuz they can't pretend like it didn't happen and just go on with things. So, if they want to be a part of the conversation, they have to really engage in it. Anyway, thanks for joining us. This was just episode right. 54 of the Foxworthy podcast. Oh, we're done. All right, thanks for coming. Uh Levi's gone. Anything else,
1: Ty? No, I think that, uh, that was the best conversation that three straight white men can have.
0: I don't know how to turn this recorder off, but we're done. You can stop listening now. You
1: oh, just gotta click this. <laughs>
2: Foxworthy Podcast.